Welcome to On the Journey Conversations. I'm your host, Sandy Wisdom Martin. Today's episode is brought to you by the Christian Women's Leadership Center of Women's Missionary Union, where God's mission is our passion. Today we welcome Carolyn Porterfield, originally of Grand Junction, Colorado. Carolyn is retired from the WMU of Texas staff. She has a BA in sociology from Wayland Baptist University. She has a master's in arts and religious education from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Carolyn is a trainer, speaker, writer, mentor. Carolyn and I worked together when we were with the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. So we've known each other a long time, haven't we, Carolyn? We have, Sandy. We both started out as very young leaders with people who poured into us. People like Julia Kettner as our first professional WMU supervisor. She was a servant leader. She was. I observed in Julia a woman who would not ask us to do anything she was not willing to do. Absolutely. But what she did, she expected us to do. <laughs> yes. Yes, she did. And today we're going to talk about leadership. I hope that we'll talk about leadership. I shouldn't say this to those of you listening, but I haven't had sugar in a long time, and Carolyn baked me brownies, and I'm having one. So we'll just see where this discussion goes. I hope we're going to talk about leadership, but we may go a whole nother direction. Well, you have to keep leaders fueled, so that brownie is to keep you fueled for this conversation. Well, there you go. Well, let's talk about leadership. You know, Sandy, when I started with Arkansas WMU, I didn't know anything. Sometimes I wonder why Julia even hired me. But someone saw something in me and said, I think this person could develop into something worthwhile. So Julia took me on. And over the years, I've learned that as leaders develop, there are intentional things that we do, like going to school, going to conferences, uh, practicing, but a lot of things happen unintentionally. And as I look back over now many years of leading, I see how those unintentional moments could be some of the most powerful. And I think every leader has to determine within themselves to be a learner and start from ground zero. That, that runs kind of counterculture to society, doesn't it? Because we as leaders think, well, obviously we have to know everything. I do see a little bit of a shift these days in people wanting leadership that is authentic and transparent. So that gives me a little bit of hope that we will be lifelong learners. I think that's true. Uh, people want to know that we are authentic. And if we are honest with ourselves and with others, we have to admit that we don't know everything, that we make mistakes, mm -hmm. we mess up. We have to learn to apologize yes. and ask for forgiveness. We have to say, I need other people to help. I can't do this by myself. And those are some lessons that I didn't learn until much later in my leadership. And if that's the behavior we want from those that we lead, we have to model it. But that takes a lot of courage. And to be vulnerability. Absolutely. Because when you open yourself up, you know, you're opening yourself up to criticism, maybe even disappointment. If we're not vulnerable, and if, if there isn't a certain degree of healthy transparency, 
then we can't be fully the leaders I think God intends us to be. Yes. What's next? What would you say to someone who wants to be a leader, who wants to take their leadership to the next level? What advice would you give them? Wow, that's a great question. First of all, just surrender to the Father and ask Him what He wants. Uh, leadership is hard work. It is hard work. It's a lot of responsibility and leadership can be very lonely. Sometimes we aspire to be the person on the stage, mm -hmm. but we do not aspire to do the work that gets you on a stage. Or we think the stage is the pinnacle when it's really not. Yeah. I teach and I encourage women to, first of all, consider what kind of a leader do you want to be? Because there are different kinds of leaders and I've seen them some I want to emulate and some I do not. So I think you have to decide, first of all, what kind of a leader you want to be. And if that is your vision, then what does it take for you to become that leader? It can be education, but experience, we've learned a lot over the years. It's much easier to criticize a leader mm -hmm. until you end up sitting in that chair. And we've both been there. Yes, and then you realize Oh my goodness, now I understand. Yeah. Now I understand. What the one who went before me, why she did it that way, now it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I, th I think there's a, a huge dose of humility, just admitting you don't know everything. Be a learner. And that doesn't ha mean you have to go into a formal education program, although I, th I think those are incredibly helpful and needed you can still learn from other leaders. You can still craft your own learning curriculum, if you will. Over the years, I've done a lot of reading on my own just on leadership and cross-cultural ministry, prayer. Those are things that gripped my heart. And I realized I didn't have to go to school to learn. Yeah. Although I value that, very much I value that to continue to be a learner. And I think that's critical. We talk about everybody is a leader, but also everybody needs to be a follower in some capacity or another. If you can't follow well, you cannot lead well. I totally agree with that. And I've talked with people that, as you say, want a bigger leadership role or want the stage. And I think you are faithful in whatever God puts in your path at the moment, and leadership opportunities will come your way. Yeah. But if you're tossing those aside in pursuit of those leadership opportunities, they're going to evade you. You have to set your heart to be obedient to the Father every day. Because He's the one who directs your steps. If you're directing your steps, oh my goodness, and we all do it, and we have to confess that, and we have to repent of that and embrace what God has planned for us. And it may not be what you envisioned. Yeah. There is such joy and peace and satisfaction in being in that place that God has called you to be, doing what He's called you to do. 
But boy, our culture pushes against that, really pushes against that. My title doesn't define who I am. I just want to love people and do what God's called me to do. I remember telling the nominating committee once, they said, what type of person do you want in this role? And I said, I don't want anybody that wants the role because if they want the role, they don't understand it. Years ago, we were trying to build a network of different ministries with women. And we were coming together around the table. And of course, somebody needed to facilitate. One of the potential participants said, well, if I can't be the leader, then I'm not going to come. Hmm. And she didn't come because she was not chosen to be the facilitator of wow. that group. Well, that's telling, isn't it? It, it, it? You know, it was a little bit telling. And then I have to check myself and say, okay, do you have that within you to do the same thing? I liked what you said about to be a good leader, you need to be a follower. Because in Jesus, I see a follower first. When he said, I only do what I see the Father doing. He followed what the Father gave him to do. And that enabled him to be the leader. If we're not in that same position, because in some places we might be the leader, but in another place we're followers. Following world and the leading world. And if you're not comfortable being a follower, you can make it really hard on leaders. We can, we can be detrimental to leaders. We can either be helpful to them by supporting and encouraging. And that doesn't mean just blindly following, giving a leader your best thinking and your best idea. Ultimately, if the leader has to make the decision, if you've given what you feel is what you were supposed to do, that's up to the leader. When we as followers are super critical of our leaders and constantly undermining. We, we weaken the leader as followers because of our action. And I'm ashamed to tell you, I've done both. I've strengthened a leader and I have weakened a leader. And I had to realize what I was doing and stop it. When you weaken a leader, God has put that person in that place of authority. And when you weaken their leadership, you're going against what he has done. Leaders are not going to do things right all the time. But I think as a young person, the leadership opportunities that I was given at my church, at an associational level, teaching conferences when I was in college, I'm sure I was horrible. But the women were so kind and encouraging. I think that's how you build leaders. You encourage them, you offer loving suggestions, you help them along the way, you nurture them. But to have someone believe in you as a leader is very powerful. It is. I loved my time in Arkansas so much. And one thing I loved about that is they took a young woman who really didn't know up from down. Mm -hmm. They loved me, and when I made the biggest mistakes, they stood by me. Mm -hmm. 
I had one dear friend who was bold enough to call me out on a couple of things, uh, which I needed. Didn't like it, but I needed it. But those women helped me to grow up. Yeah. Because they really did say to me, you're doing a good job. When I didn't believe I was, they could see some potential and they were nurturing that. And I will forever be grateful to the women of Arkansas. And that was 30 years ago. And think how many lives have been touched. I know. In that time. And I would like to hope that I've done some of that for younger leaders. That's what I mean. You have poured yourself into others. I've seen many along the way that you've poured into, me included, oh. as being uh, on that Arkansas staff. And so I'm grateful for the way that you nurtured me and poured into me. And who I am today is because of the leaders that poured into me. And I'm very grateful. And it's been a fun journey along the way. It was fun 30 years ago. It's fun today. Amen. Yeah. Carolyn, thank you for being with us and talking to us a little bit about what it means to be a leader. Thank you, Sandy. I've loved every minute of it. <laughs> I'm going to finish my brownie now. Okay, I may join you. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to this edition of On the Journey Conversations. Now, when you turn off this podcast, figure out who you can pour your life into. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>